Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. Today we're going to look at the last of the six values that Drs. Cloud and Townsend say produce great boundaries in marriage. This value is one we don't talk about much. It's holiness. Holiness isn't a word we use much today. I doubt that when you hear the word holiness that Victoria's Secret comes to mind. Instead, you probably think about something boring and not very romantic. I doubt that holiness sounds like much fun. Holiness does sound stiff and boring to many of us, maybe like some old church experience that you had in childhood. Doctors Cloud and Townsend say that in reality, holiness is attractive for a marriage. A holy person is someone who is blameless. The Bible pictures holiness as not just being religious, but also being reality-oriented. To be holy means to be pure and blameless. Because God is holy, His reality is ultimate reality. To the extent that we are not holy, we are farther away from the reality of life itself. The equation is that God is life and ultimate reality, and therefore, for us to be unholy is a movement away from the ultimate reality of life. They further tell us that if every marriage placed value on holiness, the following would be present. Confession and ownership of the problems in each individual, a relentless drive toward growth and development, a giving up of everything that gets in the way of love, a surrendering of everything that gets in the way of truth, a purity of heart where nothing toxic is allowed to grow. This would be a pretty good list of goals for any marriage counselor to have for their clients. If a marriage counselor can get the partners to confess and own their problems and to try to rid themselves of everything that gets in the way of love, they will succeed in healing the marriage. Even greater, what if every marriage were doing that on their own? Doctors Cloud and Townsend tell us not to get holiness confused with some religious picture. Pursuing holiness in marriage means that you and your spouse pursue becoming the kind of people who can produce true love and life. You become whole. You become trustworthy, honest, faithful, and loving. In marriage, holiness is anything but boring. It is the kind of purity and trustworthiness from which the deepest kinds of passion flow. So take off your robe and get holy. Well, I want to shift gears and talk for a few sessions about protecting your marriage from intruders. One of the important aspects of boundaries in marriage is this. The marriage union itself needs to be actively and intentionally protected. God designed both spouses to invest continually in their attachment to each other. Couples need to work to keep their love secure and safe. Many things compete for your love. You cannot assume that the strong connection you had when you first married will always just be there. Other forces can come between you and your mate and diminish your relationship. As Jesus taught in Mark 10:9, God himself has forged your marriage. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. As a bank guards its money, each spouse must guard and protect the core of the marriage, love. 
Marriage requires several kinds of boundaries to survive. We need to set limits on our individual needs, desires, and demands. And we also need to be able to say no to our spouses. And we need to have boundaries between the marriage and the outside world to preserve what we have. Even though we may not admit it or recognize it, the outside world deeply affects how our marriage operates. The pressures, temptations, and even genuinely good opportunities coming from the outside world are limitless. As stewards of the marriage covenant, you need to know how to structure your relationship so that the outside doesn't control what is inside. Here are some intruders that can weaken the marital bond. Work, kids, outside hobbies and interests, TV, in-laws, church, internet, financial involvement, friends, addictions, affairs. When any of these come in between a couple's love, they can be destructive. You need to work to protect your marriage. Before we talk more about these intruders, let's discuss what drives the problem of intruders in the first place. A marriage is only as strong as what it costs to protect it. In other words, you value what you invest in. If you have spent time, effort, and sacrifice in preserving your marriage from other influences, your odds of a solid marriage are better. If life just happened to your marriage, you will have a more fragile bond. Like the man in Matthew 13 who sold all he had for the pearl of great price, those who value the preciousness of their marriage will pay a high price to preserve it. Marriage is an exclusive club. Marriage is a two-person arrangement, leaving out all other parties. This is why the wedding vows often include the phrase, forsaking all others. Marriage is meant to be a safe place for one's soul. Third parties can become disruptive to this safety. Our love often gets segmented into other places. This problem, called triangulation, is one of the great enemies of good marriages. Triangulation occurs when one spouse brings in a third party for an unhealthy reason. A triangle is created when, for example, a wife, we'll call her person A, goes to a friend, person C, for something that she should go to her husband, person B, for. Or in a family setting, a sibling, person A, calls you, person C, to talk about mom's problem without first talking to mom, person B. Here are some examples of triangulation that occur in marriage. A wife talks to her best friend about her unhappiness with her husband, but doesn't let him know her feelings. A husband confides to his secretary that his wife doesn't understand him. One spouse makes their child a confidant, becoming closer to the child than to their mate. A husband is more invested in his parents than in his wife. In all of these examples, a spouse is taking a part of his heart away from his mate and bringing it to an outside source. This is not only painful, but also unjust. It works against what God intended to develop in marriage, the mysterious unity that brings the couple closer to each other in ever-deepening ways. Triangulation betrays trust and fractures the union. This is why God is so adamant about honest, direct relationships. He hates the deception and indirectness of triangulation. Gossip, for example, is a form of triangulation. The person who gossips, person A, 
relates something about person B to person C behind B's back, and as Proverbs 16.28 says, a gossip separates close friends. God tells us in Ephesians 4.15 to speak the truth in love. If you happen to be person C, the one in the middle of two spouses, you may think you are helping the couple. In truth, we all need people to confide in us. But if you are involved in two people moving farther apart, you are being destructive in spite of your good intentions. You may need to tell the other person coming to you, um, Kathleen, uh, these are hurtful problems between you and Dan, and I feel for your struggle and want to support you, but until you're going to go to him first with these issues, I feel I'm a party to gossip and deception. Will you talk to him about it and then let me know how I can help? Remember that Proverbs 10.18 says, He who conceals his hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. Don't be either the person in the middle or the one going outside of your marriage in unsafe ways. Married love requires a great deal of safety for intimacy to grow. Marriage brings out the most vulnerable, fragile parts of us. And these vulnerable parts need a warm, grace-filled, and secure environment in which to grow. If a third party threatens this, those fragile parts cannot be safe enough to emerge, connect, and develop. A wife who has trouble learning to trust others, for example, will have great difficulty investing in her husband if he is kinder to other people than to her or if he discusses with friends what she shares in private with him. In addition, marriage is designed to mature us. Living in such close proximity for so long with another person helps us come out of our isolation and self-centeredness. But it takes a great deal of work to grow in this context. You can be real with your colleagues and friends, but if you want to get the scoop on what someone is really like, the first person to ask is the spouse. The very exclusivity of marriage is like an oven. There's a lot of heat, and you can't always escape when you'd like to. But this heat can also help us grow. The heat, or the pressure of living so closely with someone else, can help us face our weaknesses and work on them. It takes an enormous amount of work to keep a caring connection for a lifetime. Most of us would like to avoid having to say no in life. It's work, it causes anxiety, and it can upset people. Yet reality dictates that in order to say yes to keeping a close marriage, you will have to say no to lots of other things. A life of yes to everything else ultimately results in a no to your marriage. You simply do not have the time, resources, or energy to do everything you want to do. Marriage involves much more than two loving people keeping love alive. It means doing some hard work in forsaking or leaving behind other things, and this is not easy. Many newlyweds are often disheartened to find that they are constantly having to say no to many things to maintain their marriage. Couples need to normalize the discipline of forsaking and make it a part of everyday life. I need to check it out with my spouse, and no, we need to spend some time together are two of the best things any married person can say to protect his or her union from intruders. All intruder problems are ultimately caused by either adding the wrong thing 
inappropriate people, or bad influences to the marriage, subtracting the good, closeness, and honesty from the marriage, or both. Well, time's up for today. Thanks for being with us. I'm sure enjoyed our time together, and I hope you've enjoyed being with us too. God bless you, and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening, and be blessed.